Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whatever time of day it is, we are thankful and excited that you're joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life. My name is Alex. With me is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How's it going, man? Hello, 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 peoples. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Again, waiting for this coffee to kick in on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning here. And a special, though it is not the, you know, the same day that we are recording this when people are listening, but happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful and amazing moms out there. Um, yep. Thankful for, for those in, in our lives, for sure. But uh, just a happy Mother's Day. want to give that shout out to everyone. That's right. Yeah, we, uh, I'm, I'm, as you are, because I know your mom, we are very fortunate to have the mothers we have. Um, they're godly that. people. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive twice. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was born of water from her. Right. And yep. I was born of the spirit, uh, mainly because of her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's she made me alive twice, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I see. You know, yeah, mom, in, uh, <clears throat> I saw the other day you had posted something, something to that effect about, you know, um, I'm here because of you and I'm still here because of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I, would, I would listen, man, I was not the ideal uh, son at all. Yeah. I was that guy in Luke 15, the prodigal guy. Right. Right. No, I can uh, I, I can attest to, um, you know, being thankful for, for that as well, because I was the the hard headed child for sure. And, you know, kind of always believed I knew everything and I didn't need anybody to tell me anything. Um, I, I could do it on my own kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That got me into into trouble and into tough spots but thankfully my you know my mom still loved me through it and uh and got me through some some of that nonsense but yep Um, you know and this a lot of people are gonna kind of go their brows are kind of on this one but Mm. um one day i was probably about 15 and of course i was a joy Right, being sarcastic, and uh, yeah, at that she, age, uh, she looked at me one day. I'll never forget this. She said, "You know what?" She said, "I love you, but I don't like you." I said, "Man, <laughs> <laughs> woo!" You know, and and but let me tell you something about that. Um, yeah, that kind of dug in like deep, and it kind of hurt my feelings. Not kind of, it really hurt my feelings, and I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. moly!" You know. But, you know, my mom never ceased praying for me, you know, and and she saw the fruit of her prayers years later. And um, Mm. let me tell you something about your mom, Um, because your mom and myself went to high school together. Right. She Mm. she was maybe a couple years older than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember that even when bell bottoms were like out, she had the bell bottoms, man. (laughs) I remember that. I was yeah. like, man, she's got bell bottoms on. So she was kind of like the uh, 
she was kind of like the cool chick who didn't care what nobody thought. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I could believe it. Yep. But uh, known her for years and years. Mm, and your daddy. Oh yeah. Yep. But it's uh yeah, definitely a, a great day um to be reminded of you know all the the wonderful moms who are still here and those who you know who have already already passed but uh but just thankful for for the love that we get to experience you know from our moms and, and how much of that reflects the love that God has for us yep. um, and how much of that is is a like direct blessing from God to to have you know such wonderful mothers um because none of us you know none of us would be here without our moms whether they were you know what we would classify or or, or specify as the best mom you know in the entire world some of us can say that. Some of us maybe can't. Um, either way, we couldn't be here without them. Yep. And, um, you know, just thankful thankful for the mothers um, and, and just a happy Mother's Day to all those who are listening. And Well, one, one more thing I'll say about mothers before we dig into First John is that if you're listening to this, that means that your mother did not go to a clinic and get rid of you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, it's, it's very, very ironic that it, and this topic is huge today mm -hmm. with what's mm -hmm. going on with the Supreme court and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. it's kind of funny that all the, all the, supporters of abortion or alive <laughs> right you know exactly um yeah. anyway that's yeah. another day we'll talk about that another day <clears throat> yeah but if you're uh joining us for the very first time we we're thankful that you are are here that you found you know this podcast we hope and, and pray um that the lord will use it in a a mighty way in your life and in the lives of, of all those who are joining and listening around the world. Yep. Um, we're thankful and, and incredibly blown away and humbled um, by the fact that, you know, God has allowed this podcast to be, to be listened in, in many, many uh, countries around the world. And we just pray that it continues to be a vessel um, to be able to glorify him and, and, to be a blessing and to do good for those who do get to, uh, to come across it. But if you're joining us today, we are going to kick off a, a new series where we're going to be walking through first um, John and, and the letter that the apostle John wrote. Um, this is not the gospel of John, but this is his subsequent letters that he wrote first second and third john we'll walk through all three of them but we're going to be starting in first john today and then we'll go through verse by verse and chapter by chapter over the next however many episodes it takes us to cover it but really excited to dive into this 
have uh, have always enjoyed reading First John, um, or you know, the honestly, most of the New Testament is, is pretty easy to read, but uh, the the letters that John writes seems very like it, it's very digestible um, to someone who is looking for something to um, to read and to dive into. Um, although it, it is very deep, very theological, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's written in a way that's kind of easy to, to introduce yourself into, uh, reading scripture if you need to, um, if it's your first time kind of thing and you're looking for something to read, but I've always enjoyed it. And, uh, I pray that as we walk through this, that you who are listening, maybe it's your first time hearing it. Maybe you've never really read uh, through the scriptures before. I pray that that you will enjoy this as well. Um, Trey, anything you want to set us up with before we dive in? <clears throat> well, um, as, as deep as it is, it's also pretty simple. Um, there's a lot of repetitive phrases. Um as we discussed before we went live, um, if, if this is probably, you know, if you're taking Greek, this is Greek 101. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not real difficult to study the Greek for first John. Um, so basically what first John is, is like, a I don't want to call it cliff notes, but it's a summation of, his first gospel without all the details of, you know, mm -hmm. and all the accounts and all the sermons. And he just kind of compiled, presses it together, you know, and, and, and that's kind of interesting though. It, first John is very, very short. It's not a long, it's not a long letter, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so compact. It's like a spring that's just ready to burst open, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, that's a good way to put it. That kind of makes me think because <clears throat> when you read it and then you, especially when you compare it to, to the, the gospel of John, right. And it really does kind of compress and condense down to this, this maybe, maybe smaller portion more easily digestible by the reader and then as you start to understand it just like expands like as you dig into what he's writing it, the the theology and the knowledge and the wisdom just expands very naturally very easily um yep so yeah no that's that's a good way of talking about like a compressed spring it's just like ready to you know ready to bust um as you dig into it. So, you know, what's interesting, what you're going to see when we start reading from, from the first verse in John one, chapter one, um, what you're going to see is John is going to touch. And that's, a, uh, I don't know. He's going to, He's going to couple the eternal with the, the temporal. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, 
he's going to show you, he's going to tell you how he got it. Yeah. You know, and, and God, though we don't, we don't walk by, like we don't, our faith doesn't come from what we see or what we touch or what we hear, unless it's the word of God. Mm. Um, God gave us those. Right. And and they're very, very important. You know, some have, like myself, have lost the sense of taste and smell. Mm. I hadn't I hadn't sm- I hadn't I hadn't uh, tasted my food in over ten months. Um thanks, COVID. Right. But you know, uh it 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 doesn't take my life away. It doesn't, you know, take my joy away. Um as much as I do love food. Right. Um, But it's very, very important. The senses he gave us to experience Mm -hmm. this life, to experience this world. Um, And, and that you can see him in a waterfall and you can see him. In a sunset. Even when the, even at night when it's dark and you can, you can, you can hear him with the crickets and the, Yep. And the owls and, and stuff like that. So John's going to kind of marry that up together. Now I think it's very interesting how he does it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll dive in. If you're following along again, uh, we'll be in first John chapter one, and uh, we're going to start at verse one here. And John writes that, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Already right there, like those first four verses, like you can preach a sermon out of that, right? You can preach 12. (laughs) First four verses, just just read them and and let that preach. Um, But yeah, this is so, so strong. And, And I think this is a like spot on perfect example of the loaded spring like you were talking about that's just compressed and it's just ready for you to let it go so that you can just get all this Jesus like knowledge and and understanding here from the scripture um because John points out right here at the at the start of his letter that which was from the beginning bam from the beginning for those who, you know, maybe maybe you study scripture pretty consistently or, or, you know, you read scripture pretty consistently, that takes you back to Genesis right there. Like yep. takes you back to the beginning of, of scripture. Um, and then you start to see the, the dots connected to what John's, you know, writing about and, and what he's pointing out here and that he's talking about from the beginning, Jesus was there from the beginning, like has always been there. He didn't come in after a while, 
you know, it wasn't like he didn't exist and then he did, but no, Jesus has always been there yep. from the beginning. Um, and then he goes into, as you pointed out, Trey, the, you know, the senses, right? That which we have heard, that which we have seen, that which not only have they looked at, but they have touched. You see, John is writing this as a proof to those who are reading it, both at that time and today, that, hey, look, what I am telling you, what I am writing about is not just an idea or or a secondhand conversation or something that someone has passed down. No, yep. John is telling us, look, I have seen Jesus with my eyes. I have heard Jesus with my ears. I have touched Jesus with my hands. I am telling you, he is 100% legit and real. So many people need that, yep. right? That, that reminder, that encouragement. And, and that's what John is, is just packing in this first verse. Yep. Is, look, I've seen him. He's real. What I'm writing about is not just some thought or something I've heard, but it's truth. Yep. Um, you know, this this first verse is tied into so much of the Bible. Um, so that which um, is, is a pronoun. All right. So it mm. it's it's it, it means like who 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 from the beginning or the one from the beginning. Right. Right. Um, and, and he uses the word beginning purposefully of course um it doesn't mean that that he is of the beginning like that's what he started right 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 so basically if you go back to uh his his uh john's gospel matthew mark luke and john the gospel mm -hmm. and and look at uh, the first two verses in the beginning, see, he starts again like that. In the beginning yep. was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Yep. So there is no beginning to what John's talking about. He created the beginning. Yeah. Right? So, yep. if, you, so if you keep going down a little bit more, it says the Word became flesh. Right? So how did God create the beginning? Well, go back to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, how did he do that? Well, keep reading in the first couple chapters. And God said, and God said, and God said, Jesus is the word that became flesh. And if you look at the third verse in John, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made hmm. come on right yep so <laughs> it's just uh it's just uh amazing how the holy spirit wrote through these people um yeah. and how it's so congruent and how over thousands and thousands of years and hundreds of writers how they 
glorified God and how they were not at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even know each other. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love to, um, in John, you know, and, and in the gospel as well as in the letter here, you know, highlighting Jesus there from the from the beginning, and, and maybe you know what, and, and maybe we back up here just just a minute because <clears throat> for those who don't, you know, maybe maybe you don't consider yourself a Christian or you don't go to church. Uh, you know, maybe you don't read the Bible or you just read it occasionally. Um, maybe you're asking, okay, in that first verse, where do you get Jesus from? Right. Maybe, maybe that's something that, that you who are listening and following along, maybe that's what you're asking. So, so when John is writing in and he gets to the point in, in verse one, where it says this, we proclaim concerning the word of life. Yep. That is Jesus. Um, because if you look back to what Trey was just talking about in the gospel, John, this is where John is, is writing. And in that first verse there says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then he talks about the word became flesh. You see that and, and dwelt among men. That is Jesus. Jesus was there with God in the beginning. And then I love how, you know, John makes the statement that, you know, nothing was made without him. And then if you look in Colossians, Paul also writes something very similar in Colossians chapter one. And in verse 16, he says, for in him, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And then in verse 17, he says, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. You see, this is what John is talking about when he says that that which was from the beginning, because Jesus was there. Yep. Jesus didn't begin to exist jesus just existed with god the father right like as one and and this is where you can start to get into the trinity conversation right god the father god the son god the holy spirit and, and what that means but but jesus was there from the beginning as we know it he was there before the beginning as we know it right he's just always been there yeah the, the second person of the trinity um when that when the second person of the trinity entered when he touched the earth mm. they mm. called him jesus the lord yes. saves okay um it was sort of like it's like uh if, if you read the first 18 verses of john not first John, but John. I mean, I don't see how in the world that anybody could have ever written anything like that without God doing it. I mean, it is, it is the most beautiful writing that I've ever read. And then Mm -hmm. next thing you know, he kind of one ups and goes, all right, I'm taking all those verses and I'm condensing them into two verses. Mm 
<laughs> How do you do that? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then there it is. You just read the first two verses and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, so real quick. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and then in verse two, he, he talks about the life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Right about jesus because jesus is life right he is the one who gives us life we don't have life apart from christ right we have this this physical temporary life that we experience here on earth but without jesus spiritually we are dead and we live in darkness and in death which we'll talk about you know light and darkness in just a minute but but that is it. And, and John is proclaiming that. And he is, as he says in verse two, testifying to it, that they have seen it and witnessed with their own eyes, Jesus, who is the giver of life. Right. Um, yeah. So right before we go on. And John's going to trickle into what's that got to do with us. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The reason why is it so important that John point out who Jesus is? Why is that so important? All right. For one, um, if you go back to the Old Testament, um, there were a, a lot of different gods all over the place. Egyptian gods, mm-hmm. um, Philistine gods, you name it over and over and over again. They've got idols and gods. Well, some the, the main teaching of the Bible is God is one. Yeah. All right. Um, but three persons, mm-hmm. but one. Yeah. All right. Um, if, if you go back to the first book of the, uh, maybe the second book of the Bible, let us make man in our image. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? <laughs> Who's he talking to? Well, he's yeah. one, right? Now, let's, let me take, let me show you in Isaiah how adamant the Lord is about there is no God but me. I'm just going to read mm-hmm. a couple of verses. You ready? Yeah. So these are all found in uh, Isaiah 43, 44, and 45. All right. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me. Listen to this that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Even I, I am the Lord. Apart from me, there is no savior. From ancient of days, I am he. Mm, This is what the Lord says, Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord almighty. I am the first. I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Right. Um, I am the Lord. There is no other apart from me. There is no other. I am the Lord. There is no other. Surely God is with you. There is no other. There is no other God. So a a person would say, "Okay, well, how in the world could Jesus, a man that has a pumping heart, claim deity like that? Or did he? Right. So the names of God are, are really, really significant. He mm-hmm. claims to be the first and the last. 
like Alpha and Omega. The first letter of the alphabet, the last letter of the alphabet. Right? He's all of it. There is no other Lord. Period. He said there is no other Savior. So how can Jesus be a Savior? So, last book of the Bible. Very last book of the Bible. And guess who wrote the very last book of the Bible? John. Yeah. Oh, John. All right, so here's what Jesus says in the last book of the Bible. This is in verse 12, Revelation 22. Behold, I'm coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. Mm. Come on. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't, you cannot claim that stuff and get away with it. Yeah. Unless you are who you say you are. Mm, yeah. Yep. You know, we've said it a million times. Uh, Confucius never said anything like that. Joseph Smith never said anything like that. Buddha never said anything like that. Uh, Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in verses three and four, John is is making the, the statement that, hey, this is what we are proclaiming. Like, this is what we are testifying about is who Jesus is, who he said he was, the life he lived before us. Like, this is what John is is proclaiming and writing to um, as he says that this is what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And I think that is something for for someone who is very much, you know, I feel like in my life, God has laid a a calling of evangelism to proclaim the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is what our challenge is. That is what our calling is, even as as Christians in some form. Maybe you're you're not called to stand right in a pulpit or um, on a stage or in front of a crowd, but we are our lives are meant to proclaim this, this truth that John is writing about so that others may have fellowship with us so that they come to understand who Jesus is, not by our convincing words, but by the Spirit and God opening their eyes and their ears to to both see and hear and understand who Jesus is. Right. So and, who, is, who is he writing to, right? <clears throat> He's writing to the church. Yeah. And, and Jesus died for the church. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at uh, Ephesians five, I think it's 25 husbands love your wives 
as Christ loved Christ the church, loved the church. Yep. and gave himself up for her. Come on. So when he told the, the disciples to go, therefore, to all the nations, mm-hmm. right, he, he is saying, I'm going to build my church. And that's, that's where the fellowship is. Not in the building, but with the people who were his, who were born again. That's yeah. where the fellowship is. And how is that fellowship effective? How is it possible? Well, he says it right in verse three. Our fellowship is with the father and the son, Jesus mm. Christ. Come on. That's how that's possible. It's the only way it's possible. Yeah. I mean, do we have hard times as a group and individually and as a family? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean the fellowship's not there. Yeah. You know, as as um, my son would say, we may be a boo boo head. <laughs> yeah. But the fellowship's still there. Yeah. I mean, you can you can you can be arms linked. Hey, you know, standoffish from the fellowship. You're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah. And <clears throat> so you know, picking up from there, right, and going into verses five and on this is where john really starts to dig in right to to who jesus is the the person of jesus and in verse five he says this is the message we have heard from him and declare and declare to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Wow. So there's a a lot just in these three verses. Um, For someone who, you know, has never read the the Bible or doesn't go to church. There's there's a lot to understand about what John is is writing about here. Um, and, and this is <clears throat> essentially th- this is John speaking the truth, preaching the gospel, right? Because the message is simple. If you want to, you know, like narrow it down. It's simple, is that the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, purifies us from all sin. That is the truth. It's not ourselves. It's not what we do. It's not our good deeds or good efforts or hard work, but it is through the blood of Jesus that we have salvation that we are cleansed, that we are set apart, that we are made new. Yep. Um, that's where it all comes from. Yes, yeah, right. So if you you kind of can go backwards mm-hmm. here, how, the reality of it is that if he has drawn you to him, he has purified you of your sins. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, from then on, you learn to act like it, right? Right. You learn to act like it. 
Um, yeah, there's temptations to walk in the darkness. And basically what you're doing when you're walking in the darkness, if you're born again, uh, you, you, some people may say that you're going through a rough patch of life. Something, some people call it a, a bad season or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to bring you around. And if you still, if you still kick against the goads, he's going to bring you around hard. Right. Believe me, I know for a fact. <laughs> and um, so, so here, here's what John's saying. Look, if you're a believer, I'm not saying that if you, if you just say you're a believer, if you really are his, then he's going to, use all kinds of events and circumstances in your life to get you to understand what walking in the light is. Mm. Right. Listen, you, you are in the light. If you're his, he's taking you out of the grave and and took your grave clothes off and robed you with his son. Mm -hmm. All right. From that point on, now it's time to learn how to act like, Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about pulling your boots up and, and tying your shoelaces tight and, and wading through the muck and the mire with all you got. Sometimes that's what you got to do. I get it. But it's him. He's the one doing yeah. it. Yeah. He's the one teaching you how to walk in the light. Yeah. He's the one that shows you through other believers, through reading the scriptures and through inner conviction where you do walk in the darkness. Where you do, where your, where that mindset is, that's not right. Mm. And he will straighten it out. And sometimes it's stuff that you didn't even know yet. And those are the hard ones. That's when you go, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I ain't doing that, <laughs> right? I've held on to that too long. Mm-hmm. Might be unforgiveness, and you didn't even know it. You know, deep pain. But here's here's a simple prayer. Lord, teach me how to walk in the light as you are in the light. Show me, show me where I'm not thinking right. Yep. It's that simple. Now hold you yeah. hold on, hold on. <laughs> Cause when you start praying that, uh I use it in a worldly term or human term. Well, it's about time that you came to me with that. Now let's hold on. Let's get going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and what John's pointing out here and what you, you know, summarize there is that though we know Jesus, right. Though we have a relationship with Christ and we're saved from our sins and we're made new, it doesn't mean that we are perfect and that we will just do everything correctly, right? But the reminder is that God is steady. God doesn't change. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all whatsoever. So if we find ourselves walking in darkness, going through a season it possibly is due to our own 
decisions that have gotten us there, right? Like we could be living through that due to um, choices that we've made. And that's, you know, something that we need to correct ourselves to be able to say or to recognize that, oh, you know what, that is something that I need to give up in my life. That's, that's a way of living that is not set apart from the world, right? Like that is worldly living, worldly thinking. I need to to change my mindset. I need to do something different. And so we may find ourselves in those moments, but that is God, as you mentioned, that's God working through circumstances in our lives, working through things that, that happen to help us to better see and understand how we should be living, yes. where we're living wrong and how we should be living to follow Jesus and live more like him. Because People should be able to see us and how we interact with other people who are not Christians, how we interact with people who are Christians, how we live, um, whether it's at church or at work or at school or inside the grocery store, at home. People should be able to see the light through us and through our lives, the way that we live. And so... We're either walking in the light or we're, you know, walking in darkness. Um, yep. But Good. with Jesus, he is light. He is what pulls us into the light. He is that which pushes out the darkness. And that's what we should be pursuing is him on a daily basis to be more like him, to be more filled with him so that others can see him through us. Well, let me tell you what it's, what this doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is that you're going through a really, really, really rough time in life that that you are darkness. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. may be going through a dark period in your life. Yeah. Um, but the good news is that even though you're going through a really, really hard time, and some of you listening are going, man, you have no idea. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I do have an idea. <laughs> Um, you you can still walk in the light. That's that's yeah. who that's, it, it, and the beauty of it is, it's not you. It's God is light. That's yep. the light. It's not you. You're not the light. Mm-hmm. You are a light because He is the light. Come on. So when you when you're going through, and I don't mean to downplay it, but when you're going through a rough patch. Remember, um, you're walking in the light, mm. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's, that's the beauty. If you're a believer, yeah. you know, <clears throat> so, um, going back to the beginning of verse six, if we claim to have fellowship with him, now look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of congregations, a lot of churches in this world where there are people within that congregation that claim to have fellowship with him who do not. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the way it is. That's the way it's always going to be. When the parable uh, Jesus told about the, the farmer who hired servants to, and they planted the crops 
And next thing you know, they go inspect inspect the crop, and there were a bunch of weeds. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. what did we do? They go talk to the farmer. Hey, do you want us to pull up the weeds and get this thing straight? He goes, no. Don't do it. I don't there is a there is a even a chance that you will pull up a good plant. I'm not having it. And that mm-hmm. goes back to what Jesus said in John 6. This is the will of the Father. Anybody he gives me, I won't lose one of them. Yep. Not one of them. Yep. <clears throat> and you know, something that, that kind of hit me when you were talking about just because you might be going through a dark time doesn't mean that you're, you know, like walking in darkness because Jesus is still with you. He is the light, right? Sometimes, sometimes in life, now not every time, but sometimes, maybe the darkness that we experience is because we have our eyes closed spiritually. And all we need to do to step out of that darkness is to open our eyes so that we can see and witness Jesus and and his light around us. Because sometimes we have a tendency, maybe you, right? Like maybe you're closing your eyes spiritually because you're scared or things are tough, right? You're, you're, you're standing on, you know, shaky ground or, or you're, you're going over a rough terrain in life. And so you have your eyes closed, right? But if you would, open your eyes to see Jesus around you, even in the midst of that, you would then experience that light in your life. Um, so, you know, just something that kind of stood out to me. So maybe that's, you know, for those who are listening, maybe that's you, maybe all you need to do to step out of that darkness that you feel like you're surrounded by um, is to just, open your eyes to to see Jesus around you and to understand that he is not forsaking you and that he is still with you and he is walking with you through whatever whatever struggle or season in life you currently are in um <clears throat> and then uh, as you know kind of in correlation with light and darkness then John talks about sin right and uh and the sin that we all experience and are all born into. But yet the beauty is, and the truth of the gospel is, and the goodness of God is that though we are born into it, we can be set free from it. And those who follow Jesus and know Christ as Lord and Savior, we are set free from that sin. And so in verse eight, John writes, if we claim to be without sin, We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Very strong statements there from John, but very true and and poignant uh, as well when you understand the whole um, of like this chapter that John has written out is because if there is anybody who claims to be without sin, they claim that they have never sinned in their lives. Apart from Jesus, they're a liar. Um, 
Jesus is the only one to have never sinned, right? So if if someone makes that statement, they are deceiving themselves and the truth is not in them. Um, and if there is someone who, and, and this could be, right, like there are those who would teach this, but if there is someone who says, oh, I know Jesus, therefore I do not sin anymore. I am perfect. They are mistaken and deceive themselves because if you are breathing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you're not struggling with sin. Yeah. Uh, if you're not you still have tendency. You're not yeah. alive, you know? Um, right. It, it, look, here's the thing. If. Let's dig a little bit deeper, right? If you. Continue in sin as if you're not sinning. Mm -hmm. That's self-deception. Yeah, you're 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 misleading your own self. You're 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 roaming and wandering off the path Mm -hmm. and acting like you're not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So. John is very adamant here, and he goes, "Look, if that's if that's you, you're acting like he just died for nothing, mm. and he certainly is no liar." Come on, yeah. <clears throat> it's very very important that uh, that we are humble, yeah, and that we recognize that we we. We're, we're saved not on our, by our own efforts and our own selves. Um, that also we aren't little perfect little Christians running around like we don't do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the writer of uh, a writer of the new Testament, apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the new Testament, he said, why in the world? Do I continue to do the things that I know mm. I shouldn't do? Yeah. And why do I not do the things that I know I should do? Yep. What a wretched man am I, he said. I mean, he gets it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. He knows the struggle, but he knows <clears throat> where the answer is. You know, it's not yeah. you. Yeah. It's him. It's the Lord. That's the answer. That's going to be your, your, your saving grace, per se. <clears throat> And that is, man, that is the beauty of the gospel is that, yes, and, and that's where it all begins, right? Is in that humility to for us to be able to say and to see just how wretched and, and filthy we are as sinners. And then to see the beauty that is the grace and mercy and the forgiveness that is poured out through Christ like that is that's where it begins is when you see how undeserving you are how terrible we are but yet how wonderful and loving and gracious he is that is oh man that is the the power of the gospel yep um 
And so it, it starts with us understanding that we need Jesus, that we are sinners. <clears throat> and then also continuing to understand at that point that we need Jesus every day. Every day we need Jesus. Um, and those of us who have Jesus, for that matter, those of us who are Christians, who have been saved, it's important for us not to forget where we came from, where we were before our eyes were open to see and to experience Jesus. Because we are no better than the, the non-Christian who is next to us in our own abilities because we didn't get to where we are because we just thought it'd be a great idea or because we were awesome. Like it is by the saving grace of God that we know Christ, that we have heard the good news. And so for us, as John talks about here to, to testify and to proclaim that good news, that's where we should be. And in verse nine, he talks about if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's not just a one time thing, but that is a daily thing. Yep. Like we should be confessing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It should be something we're doing consistently um, to become more like Jesus. To be conscious of our continual need for Jesus. Yeah, the, the the one of the fruits of being purified from all of your unrighteousness is to confess the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it ain't like God told. Oh, really? Oh, that's sad to hear, man. But I forgive you. No, that's not it. He already knows. It's yeah. just a mark of humility and, and being humble when, yep. and it, it doesn't just mean to him, it means to other people as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, walking in the light is walking like you've been forgiven. Yeah. Right. The fruit of that is forgiving other people and, and confessing uh, your sins. Yeah. And the about that is you don't have to, it starts with God. You don't have to go through somebody else to get to God. That's Jesus. Mm, come on. You don't have yeah. to go through another man, another woman, yep. your wife, your husband, your child to get to God. Yeah. Right. That don't work. Yeah. You, the beauty of being his is that I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if you're at work. I don't care if you're in your car. I don't care if you're at a ball game. I don't care what you're doing. When the Holy Spirit convicts you, you can you can go to the throne room right then, right there, at that moment and say, I have sinned. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, and I think that's a, a like that's a perfect place to wrap this episode and and just to <clears throat> to offer to those who are listening, maybe that's something you need to do right now. 
And maybe it's the first time you've ever experienced that. And maybe it's the first time you've ever come to that realization that I am a sinner and I need Jesus. That I've tried to do this thing on my own, but uh, it's never worked out. If that is you and you feel this drawing towards Christ, and, and maybe you're not not certain or not sure about what this is, but you want to talk to somebody, reach out to us. We would love to have that conversation with you. We would love to help you to understand what it means to, to follow Jesus. And we'd love to pray with you and to encourage you in whatever way that we can and get resources to you as well as help you to get plugged into, you know, a church near you. You can, you can reach out to us and email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you're on Facebook, you can find us at Hope Rising Ministries and send us a message, leave us a comment, um, connect with us through there. But we would love to, to help you to understand what that, what that means. If it is the first time that you have come to that realization that you need Jesus. We would love to to walk with you through that and uh, and, yep. and just be there to you know to help you in any way that we can. So please reach out to us. We'd love to love to talk to you about that. Yep. But as always, if if there is anything that we can do um, for anybody who is listening, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you and and just always love to hear from you as well. Um, what you think and any thoughts uh, uh, regarding an episode, um, whether it's you agree with what we said or disagree with what we said. We'd love to love to hear about it and talk with you through that as well. Yep. But Trey, as always, thank you so much uh, for joining. Enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, we'll dive into John too. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all have a great week, and we'll catch you again next time. Peace God out, bless. peoples.